Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And spring has sprung, and really it's basically summer, and the heat is on. It's coming back. I keep singing that song in my head. The heat is on. Um, <laughs> that it is. And so is the crime. The crime is coming through the roof. I know. Well, kids are getting out of school this week, and I feel like you know the, the mask mandate has been lifted. Mm-hmm. CDC has recommended we don't have to have it if we're fully vaccinated. People are getting out more. People are excited. But with that, people are wanting to to kind of like blow off steam and let loose, I think. And yeah, um, this week, especially on Park City's Chatter, there's been a lot of like crime situations in the neighborhood. Like which ones, for example? Well, this is the one that stood out the most to me. There is a man that's been walking around the neighborhood exposing himself oh, to women. To moms, to daughters, moms and daughters walking their dog together. This is so horrible, but also a little bit funny at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, well, it's like, just it's, because they're not—they're not attacking anybody. It like reminds me of my growing up in New York City because that happened all the time. I mean, literally all the time. I was like, oh my god, another flasher, just another day in the neighborhood in New York. I'm sure. I mean, just like it's well, kind of a crazy thing to do. It's not—it's not a—it's not, not an attack. It's like a crazy person, which right. I'm not saying that's good. Right. So you know? he's just walking along and um, he just drops his bag. He carries a bag with him, drops his bag, then he drops his pants and he gets full frontal exposure to everyone. That would scare the crap out of me. I'm oh, just going to say, I'd be like, ah. So how do we know what he looks like? Is it Sean? <laughs> no, because he's five foot eight, one fifty to one seventy. So okay, that's not Sean. That is not Sean. <laughs> so he's a. They said that he's a white male. He has salt and pepper hair, kind of balding. He carries a crossbody bag and and or an orange duffel bag. So like that's a lot of distinguishing factors. So he's kind of smaller and slimmer. Okay, this kind of scares me because I'll tell you that like my son and his girlfriend. Love to, I mean, I, I mean, they're all looking for space, right? Something to do. Yeah. They're good kids, but like they'll, they, the other night they were like, Charles goes, I, I noticed he was in a park across from UP. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you doing in a park? Like, get out of a park. He's like, we just wanted to look at the stars. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you cannot sit in a park. There are weirdos in parks, you know, and especially these times, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, when I was walking in Fort Worth and Overton Park, it's a pretty nice neighborhood. It's where I lived at the time. I had my Sony Walkman on, probably listening to the Thompson Twins or something. But I, I just, all of a sudden, I sensed somebody behind me. And I turned around, and it was this giant naked man. Oh, my God. Like, flopping his stuff at me. Like, it scared the <laughs> hell out of me. And I just ran. But, I mean, it was near a creek bed. Anything could have happened. It was really I'm too scary. busy thinking about a Thompson Twins song. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> Can you lies, sing one? Lies, lies, oh, yeah. lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> my friends. Yeah. Are, yeah, we would change it to be lice, slice, slice, yeah. <laughs> well, so you mentioned Charles hanging out at the park. There's been a lot of kids hanging out at UP on the new playground. Yeah. And a lot of different things have been happening, like um, some vandalism to the new equipment. And then another story that really caught my eye was they've been having like boxing matches up there with, what? with the young kids. I think the featherweight, the featherweight championships <laughs> of uh, UP. <laughs> well, I think they're middle schoolers and apparently the featherweights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> apparently they're all in a big circle and then there's two kids in the middle with boxing gloves on. So it's like the park city's fight club. Is it sort of like, 
<laughs> sort of like <laughs> like the chicken fight thing that was going on for a while where people are making money off of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of think they were betting on each other, but I'm That's not That's what positive. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I sure know. they were. I, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Well, they're creative. You got to give them that. That they are. Enterprising <laughs> young youth. That's what we teach here in the park cities. Whatever it takes. Well, I've also noticed like the homeless situation. So you and I both use Lover's Lane as our thorough, oh, yeah. thoroughfare to get home. Yep. And um, it used to be that there were a lot of homeless people on our side of the 75. Uh-huh. And I think they did something where they said no, because now that for two weeks I haven't seen that. Oh, wow. Right now they're on the other side. And then they put these really pointy, sharp rocks under the freeway. They're like boulders. Yeah, like, no, but pointy. Yeah. Basically saying, get out. Yeah. You know, because like they, the, they were setting up tents right there. I know. And they still are. There's like setting them up behind them now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, um, fine but I mean, it is. Listen, COVID has been horrible for everybody. It's been yes. horrible for the country. Um, a lot of people have lost a lot of money. And in turn, you have more homeless people. I mean, you know, Los Angeles and New York, you wouldn't believe what you see. Mm-hmm. So, but interestingly, as Dallas has become a major city, which it is now, um, like in Atlanta, et cetera, I think you see more of that, you know? Well, yeah, I think every major city, the homeless problem is uh, growing and growing. I was in Austin in March, and it was, it was, it looked like LA basically yeah. there. So you are right, but I'm hoping things are getting better. Hopefully, people will get back to work mm-hmm. and, and things will get better for them. Well, what's interesting about it is have you seen on the news that they're saying that um, restaurants don't have enough people working at them? Yes, they're what? having a hell of a time getting them to work there. So basically, there are jobs for sale. Like, it's like, take a job. Here's a job, any job. And people are not taking the jobs because of the lack of incentive because of the uh, benefits they're receiving. Unemployment. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I've read the same thing, but I would imagine that will run out here pretty soon. Yeah, I would think so, too. Plus, everything's better and people are hiring, so. Yes. I mean, I hope people get out there and get jobs. Because they're, I I say that in a nice way, because they are available. You know, there's, there have been times in our country when jobs are not available, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's wide open for them right now. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about teenagers earlier, and mm-hmm. there's been a couple of situations with some teens in the neighborhood going into houses that are under construction and basically hanging out and drinking. Really? Yes. Yeah. So there was two separate incidents. The big one on our street. I wonder. <laughs> the giant <laughs> that, one this being built. That one hasn't made the news <laughs> quite yet, but um, this past weekend... There was um, some homeowners that came up to check on their house, and they said two teenagers ran off, scrambled off as soon as they came in. There were beer cans in there, and they have them on a video. So there's a really good chance that they'll find them. But then the other one, this is the big one, the owners came up, and there was 20 teenagers in there with lots of beer and, I think, white claws, stuff like that. And they had actually done some vandalism to the home. Oh, this is bad. I know, I know. So This I don't like. So this led to a big discussion, and there was a lot of people that were really mad. The homeowner of that one decided not to press charges. She, um, oh, get this. I forgot this important detail. Someone left their wallet and credit card in so the home. They found so them. they were able to ID them. Mm-hmm. And so the woman, the homeowner decided not to press charges, but she was able, I I guess she reported it to the police and the police contacted the families and everything. Some of the kids came over, apologized in person. They're going to fix the damage and everything. That's a perfect solution. But there was a really big discussion from a lot of people chiming in, as you can imagine, we have Mm -hmm. very strong opinions in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of people were chiming in saying how the kids should be disciplined. And here's what the parents need to do. And you should have done more. You sh- I would have pressed charges and things like that. So it just got me thinking, like, how would you handle that? You're building a new home. It's open. People can get in. You come up there, and there's teenagers basically having a party in your house. And they did damage. Well, I would do exactly the same thing. I'd be a benevolent dictator. And I would come up with a plan where they have to, they have to make up for it. You know? Right. Like, um, listen. Children don't need to have something on their record uh, unless they're, like, what do you call it, repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if right. this is the first time they've done something, I wouldn't want to ruin somebody's college future or anything else. Right. But I would most certainly get them all there and say, hey, guess what, guys? Every day you're coming over and you're going to scrub all that crap off my walls mm-hmm. and you're going to do this. Right. You know, I would, I would make them. I mean, that's, that's a punishment. Don't you agree? What would but you do? do you feel like it would be your... Do you feel like it would be up to you to create the punishment, or would you leave that to the parents? Both. Both. Okay. I think it would be up to me to say, this is the punishment. You're lucky I'm not pressing charges. Right. Uh, And listen, we all know you can't control other parents' ways of doing things. I've been on both the receiving end and the giving end of that, where you you, you, you do, I'm sorry to say, but you do look at some parents and say, what the hell? Like, their kids are... I don't know, allowed to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know? And then I've had some parents say to me, wow, isn't that a little strict? <laughs> and I've been a little bit like, I don't think so. I think my kid looks pretty happy and well-adjusted and he's doing great. So maybe that's just the way it is. Like, so, there, you know, there, there are two sides right. to every equation, sure. right? Yeah. So what would you do, though? So I've been thinking about this a lot. I would be extremely mad, mm-hmm. so mad. And um, I would definitely give myself time to calm down. I feel like you should always give yourself time to calm down because when you're in the heat of the moment, you're irrational, you're emotional, and you do things you probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So I'd wait till I calm down, reevaluate the situation. But I do think I would like the parents to bring the kids over, apologies, fixing it. I feel like it would be up to the parents to figure out the punishment. That's not for me to decide. But the main thing is... Except for fixing your house, no? (laughs) Oh, yeah, fixing Uh fixing the house. Um, The main thing would be is trespassing and vandalism, all that burglary that does come out under the category of a felony. And definitely don't want that on a kid's record. No. But at what point do you say kids will be kids or you press charges, you know? I know what you're saying because you're kind of enabling it. And I, what's funny is I just had a vision for a second. And I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract what I just said. And I'm going to say, I would go 1970s tele- television show on them and like get a broom and chase them out of my house. <laughs> you rotten kids! <laughs> the visual I have of Nellie in, in a, a house dress. Uh, in a little apron that once it tied your waist. Oh my gosh, and pearls on. Oh my God, yes, that's so funny. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough call. Um, If this ever happens, I would really appreciate it. If it ever happens with my kids, please don't post any pictures or anything. Just let me know, and I can assure you I will take care of the punishment. We will get things repaired, and and it will be taken care of. Yeah. The thing is, though, look, we live in a great neighborhood with, for the most part, great children and great families, but there are kids who do bad things. You know, they really are. And, and I understand, like, let's face it, we all know when somebody's 
this is out of the, out of character for them to do something, or when it's like the kid who always does this stuff. Right. And I think I would handle it differently if it was that kid well, who had several times. Sorry, you know, first time maybe, second time. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, that would be, and, and it, it does come down to parenting. It is up to them. You well, know, it's we, up to all of us. We also have to keep in mind that with these teenagers, their frontal lobe is still developing and they are not always capable of making the best choices. And yes, it is parenting, but sometimes teenagers, for whatever reason, rebel and do stupid things. No, of course. I just meant it's up to the, like, I, I kind of agree with you on the parenting thing. Like, it's up to the parent to sort of really change that that trajectory, right? Like, it's not, you're not going to change it by running around in your house dress screaming at them. But, um. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I wouldn't want any of these kids to have it on their permanent record. I mean, it could ruin their chances of getting into college and, of course, future mm-hmm. jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I think after I calm down, I would not press charges yeah. for, that, for that reason. No, I agree, with, I agree with you. Unless it was, again, the third time or second, like something that this had happened, right? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Well, there was also a really weird post that stands out Uh-oh. to me. It's one of the weirdest ones I think I've ever seen posted. Is It was a woman in search of a taxidermied goat head. And she was very specific. Wait, wait, wait. A taxidermy what? Goat head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she was very specific that it couldn't be just a skull. It needed to be the taxidermied goat head. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of agree with her for a moment and tell you that when our, <laughs> when our, I call it the fun room, like the playroom. It's actually my husband's office. Like that's the room where we have funky stuff in and uh-huh. it was destroyed in yeah. the flood. Do you have a goat head? No. Uh, he has like a big, like he went on some business trip where he shot a deer, like not a deer, like something very not indigenous to Texas that they clearly just sort of like they stock. Kind of like when you fish, your kids fish and they, they <laughs> pull up a fish. Oh my God. Over up. Yeah. <laughs> so he has that head on there and I've never been a big fan of taxidermy. Uh-huh. So I bought like a, like a plaster deer head with gold horns. <laughs> So when we were redoing the room and I changed it up, I was like, I was looking for something similar and I bought instead a plaster moose head with gold horns. Oh my gosh. So I was very specific. I was like, I'm going to look up moose head. So I kind of get it. Like, who knows? Maybe that's the one thing they don't have. Maybe they have a a bobcat and they've got like, you know, a cow head and, you know, a moose, et cetera. And they're like, I think I need a goat head. Well, my mind was going wild, especially since Pentecost was last Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out her son was starting a new business and it's called the gaming goat so he wanted it I guess to be his mascot or a decoration for his office or something so it turned out to be you know way better than what I was envisioning I actually like I I like that (laughs) that's kind of like if you had goat yoga and you just put like that outside so people knew what it was okay (laughs) that is so gross goat yoga have you done it no but I gotta tell you I don't know if I said this story before (laughs) to you but like um uh, when I was a little kid, we went to this little goat farm yeah. to like feed the goats. And I was probably like this big, like, you know, two feet tall. And uh, I was so excited and I had long hair and I had a lollipop <laughs> and I gave it to a goat <laughs> and I let the goat lick my lollipop. Mm-hmm. And that goat like threw me on the ground. Oh my gosh. And, um, and I had burrs, like this is New England. I had burrs stuck in my hair, like maybe 50 burrs <laughs> and they had to cut all my hair off. <laughs> So I'm not, I don't think I would do goat yoga. You're not a big fan of the goat. No, I'm not going to have a goat stand on my back after it already did when I was, you know, four. Oh my gosh. I know. It's, it's, it's. 
pretty, uh, yeah, they have to, you know, relieve themselves too. And you're exactly. in there with a the big herd of goats trying to relax. I mean, I don't see how that, how that can even work. Goats are not friendly animals. That was my point. Like they're not friendly animals. So it's not like saying, I don't know, we're doing, it's like doing duck yoga. Ducks are not friendly animals. Geese are not friendly. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Geese are so mean. They're so mean. I hate them. Well, what I really Let's start ha- goose yoga. <laughs> <laughs> the Bubble Lounge presents goose yoga. All we have to do is go to the park across from UP. I know. Curtis Park. Grab, grab one. Meet us there. <laughs> <Throw it on. laughs> or we could even borrow Mrs. Houghton's swans. Oh, that's a great idea. They're, they're mean, too. Yeah, they'll like snap they're your like ears so off. They're so beautiful, but they're like an angry, <laughs> angry bird. Exactly. <laughs> well, what I really hate about goats is they have people teeth. Have you ever seen their teeth? They look like people's teeth. I don't know. I, I mean, I was staring into the mouth of one when I was I mean, four was years like old. Eating but I was just lollipop. like eating your lollipop. You should have gotten a good view. <laughs> Speaking of a gaggle, guys, I mean, with our kids going off to camp, I'm thinking we should form like a, a mom's gang, like West Side Story, and run around the neighborhood <laughs> getting rid of all the weirdos who drop their pants in front of our children. <laughs> <laughs> the visual I have is so awesome. I love it. I, I can see us having a showdown in Snyder Plaza or something. <laughs> Snyder Plaza. <laughs> in big skirts, you know? Um, I was talking to some of my friends about camp and we were laughing about how when the kids go to camp because I'm packing and leaving for the Hamptons it's mm-hmm. like uh, when I they, they were like you're packing for Charles I mean Charles is 16 but the thing is when 16 year olds pack for themselves they only pack like two pair of underwear and like 75 hoodies you know like th- things that they don't really need so I said I just kind of over I oversee <laughs> I kind of when he's not looking I take stuff out and I put stuff in and they were talking about how they have youngers like littles and like how they go off to camp and uh, and like they'll send their children with like thirty six pair of underwear and they're gone in four days. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I've heard stories of the exact opposite. They'll send that many pairs and like thirty come back. Oh clean. my god! So <laughs> yes. this kid's been wearing the same stuff for two weeks and it's well, yeah. Yeah, you you either have the kid who's the one who's like they put on their underwear in the morning and then they go play a sport and then they then they change them and then they change them again and they change them. They don't have any sense of like I yeah. better I better like um ration, uh, ration. exactly. <laughs> and then you have the other ones who are like I'm just going to wear the same pair of underwear for like seven weeks. <laughs> Here's what gets me is they I guess they don't make it mandatory to change the sheets or at least not where my kids go. Because he'll come, he'll, I just <laughs> called him out. The boy will, will come back with a set of clean sheets. And I'm just like, dude, that is so gross. Oh. But they do take showers in the evening. So technically, they shouldn't be. I don't know. It is camp. It is camp. It is camp. We we had some <laughs> friends over like a week ago and they were laughing and they said, that they were calling me special and like like I'm fancy and I want to. I was like, you don't know me very well. Like I will do anything. Like you could tell me we're going, you know, on a goat hunting trip. We're all going together. And if it's two days or three days, I can do anything. You know, like I can do anything. I don't want to do it for you know my entire summer. But it was funny because I thought they don't know me very well. Like when you're an actor, like your life is like okay. Put this backpack on, run across the helicopter. <laughs> like everything's like stuff you've never done before and you don't think about it and you're like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So you just have to adapt. Yeah. You do. I, I would agree you're very adaptable. She could go camping or she could go to a gala. Yes. You know, but <laughs> she it was prefers funny. a gala though. <laughs> of course. Of course. As to you. But <laughs> speaking of galas, everything's coming back. I know. I know. I thought of you because you've said so many times, I miss events. I just miss events. I want some events. She's all about the events. Well, first I need to drop a couple 
couple pounds so that I can get back to normal. <laughs> and then I can go be ready for fall when we like get to actually wear like gowns and fun stuff. Oh my you gosh. Know? I know. I've seen so many charities announce that they're, they're fall dates and that's great. So it's all coming. Cattle- so we're going to do cattle barons? Yes, we need to ask those ladies. We do. We have to do the same thing again. If we can come again. again. That mm-hmm. was such a fun setup. That was really fun. So in case you're new, guys, um, we had the two chairs of the cattle barons ball on the year before last. And they invited us to come do our podcast there. So we had our own little private room in the back. And then Ron Corning, thanks to Ron, he ran out and he would get us people to interview. And we He had, was a good wrangler. He was Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't like, hey, get in here. We couldn't have done it without him because he knows no. everybody. He does. And exactly. he got some really interesting people to join us. Um, we had such a good time. We have to do that again. That was not the year that his boyfriend, now husband, had to pin me into my jumpsuit. No, I think that happened that another year. <laughs> and I couldn't, every time I go, like, it was like a strapless thing. And like every time I went to the bathroom, I was like, I, I mean, at first of all, I was like, I can't, I mean, this is going to fall. I have to leave, Chris. I said to my husband, I have to leave. I can't, it's going to come off. I don't have a jacket or I have nothing. I can't go home in a cab this way. <laughs> what am I going to do? And then Louise came over and like, literally, he was like, I got it. And he ran and he got safety pins. And he literally made it look sort of like an Alexander McQueen jumpsuit <laughs> and put like 20 safety pins on the back. The only problem was that every time I had to use the restroom, I was like, Louise, Oh my gosh! That way, can you pull me over here in the corner and take off all the safety pins? Now, can you put them back on? And it was a jumpsuit, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, you should never drink any liquids when, when you, you have a jumpsuit because it is really difficult to get those off. Well, not a strapless one, especially because there's no way around a strapless jumpsuit that's coming off. There's not. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's nothing so, to hold it up. Yeah. So make sure that you wear something that won't malfunction. Exactly. <laughs> Wardrobe malfunctions are not good at the Cattle Barons. Ball. They are not. So what event are you most looking forward to? Cattle Barons. Yeah, me too. I think about it a lot. I really am. I've already started buying jewelry for it. You oh, have? Wait, Sean's over there. Uh-oh. Oops. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll call the person out now. Kate Swell, who is a Park City's mom, she has the most beautiful jewelry. She's, it's mainly gold with turquoise, and I love. Is that the earrings you're wearing? Oh, yeah. Because I've been looking at them. They're beautiful. (laughs) Yes. She combines gold and turquoise, and I absolutely love that together. And I bought a cuff and maybe something else. They're really cool, guys. I'm looking at them, and I've been looking at them since we started the podcast. And what I like about them is they almost look Egyptian. (laughs) They do. They almost look like they're like 18 or 20 karat gold and like... They're kind of rough hewn, and then the, the, I don't know, they're beautiful. Well, I have my eye on some really amazing earrings that she has for cattle barons. Well, yeah. Mother's Day just passed. Over there, oh my gosh, you guys should see his face. (laughs) He's like semi laughing and semi annoying. (laughs) So, um, have you bought anything new, like clothing wise? Oh, I've done everything now. Like, I have bought new workout clothes. I have bought, much to my husband's chagrin, (laughs) I have bought new clothes, like everything just because. I guess I kind of froze for a while. Yeah. Like everything was frozen in time. So I finally decided to go through my closet, my son's closet, my husband's, <laughs> and like start picking stuff out. Like, you're yeah. not going to wear that again. Yeah. You're never going to wear that. Yeah. You know? And just start getting new, I don't know, stuff that feels fresh. Yeah. You know? I know. And you too? It's just been such a hard year this past year, you know, mm-hmm. with all the uncertainty and not going anywhere, not having a reason to buy anything cute. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm getting after it. But you mentioned earlier you had a couple of pounds to drop I as well do. It is what it is. <laughs> I think everybody year. does, and it's kind of funny. It's become a joke. People are like, ha, ha, did you drink and eat too much? Yeah, I did. <laughs> everybody did. This last year has not been very kind to any of us. No. <laughs> 
so I'm actually looking forward to just an easier schedule and not having um, to be anywhere. And um, But, you know, ever since they said that we didn't have to wear masks anymore, it's just kind of an awkward time period because I've been vaccinated. I know I have been, but I went to the mall the other day and I did not wear my mask because they did not have a sign on the door. And I felt really awkward, like people were looking at me. <laughs> well, you do. You feel kind of strange. Like I remember being in the Hamptons, like, I don't know, over the winter and I was walking across the street and I didn't have a mask on. You know, you sometimes forget. Yeah. And, you know, New York is much tighter, uh-huh. restricted. Um, I'm walking across the street. I'm like, oh, I must look so cute. People are looking at me. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's because I don't have a mask on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, my mask in the car. So it is true that you don't. Don't really know. now. Now it's sort of like you don't know what the rules are. And um, uh, for example, at our country club uh, for tennis, some other teams came to our club, and we had dropped the mask rule uh-huh. before a couple weeks ago. And they were wearing masks, and they were like, "Well, look at that!" You know, and you hear like, "I'm like, that's really weird." You know, about us not wearing masks. So it is kind of awkward. And then you don't want to offend people, and I don't know. You just kind of feel naked because you're used to the mask. Yeah, yeah. You feel kind of panicked, like when you're walking in, then you start patting yourself down, like, "Where's my mask?" I yes. gotta. Go. Yeah. So um, I always envisioned how would this day look when we finally get to go back to normal? Will it just be an automatic thing? But yeah, no. People are. It's kind of gradual. It seems like. People still are wearing masks, even though they don't have to. But And then some people are still being cautious, whereas others are ready just to jump right in, which I fall into that category. I do, too. <laughs> I'm ready. And, I mean, I know Texas is getting a bad rap right now because they say Texas and California are the two extremes, of course. Yeah. California's getting a bad rap for being too extreme on uh-huh. still wear a mask. Um, and Texas is, you know, because Governor Abbott sort of dropped the rules faster than anybody else. That he did. You know? So uh, <laughs> it's just sort of interesting, to like, you know, the rep you get. I know. But the ends in sight. That's the main thing for everybody. I agree. And and honestly, I think Texas in a lot of ways, like, sort of, they kind of uh, made their own trend with stuff. And so I think dropping them, it's time. It's time to drop the mask. So I I have no problem with that. (laughs) You're right. You know, I've always looked to California to be the trendsetters Mm -hmm. of the fashion and everything. But we were kind of the trendsetters with losing the mask. We were. But we were also (laughs) trendsetters with um, taking the uh, starting to wear masks. Yeah, because the minute right. California and New York did it, we were like a day behind. Yeah, because I remember because I was at R and D for the last night, and I was like, woo! And the whole the whole restaurant was like, ah, let's have fun. <laughs> they were closing at eight o'clock, and I knew it, and I was like. Charles, get your friends. Chris, get your friends. We're going to R&D. <laughs> did you have press sushi? Of course I did. <laughs> That's the best. I love that. Okay, so speaking of R&D, just a quick little thing, just guys, because it's summer. I mean, we all love our takeout. I guess we've gotten used to our takeout. Do you know R&D does not do takeout now after 3 p.m.? Is that right? Yes. I didn't know that. I never so just know get that. takeout from them. So. I think it's because they're so busy. Speaking of, they're so busy and so many of the restaurants can't find the employees. So I guess that's why. They probably can't press that sushi fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> can't keep up with the demand. Yeah. No. Well, I'm just, I'm excited things are getting better and really looking forward to the next few months. I am too. And I think as moms, everybody out there, aren't we all looking forward to having a little more time to ourselves? Absolutely. I mean, and I know, I know the <laughs> I know kids I are am. home, but like... You don't have to drive every. You, you know, there's. It's a relaxation of those rules, you yeah, know, and of school online for a lot of people. It's so nice not to have to wake up early and know you have to be somewhere immediately. Mm-hmm. You can have a more leisure morning. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, that's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and I'm Nilly Shuda, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.